This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the Library of Congress, the LOC. The research library that officially serves the U.S. Congress and the de facto National Library of the United States now archiving, oh yeah, podcasts. It's the Library of Congress. I'm Sonny. And I'm Cher. And this is Ear Buddies. How you doing, babe? <laughs> hey, that's really good. I thought I I thought you might say Sonny, and I was really prepared for Cher, so uh, <laughs> I am I'm doing I'm doing well, babe. I'm doing Let's well. Ju- let me open the kimono a little bit and say I edit this podcast after we record it. I am uh, I, I pride myself in in fairly tightly editing the pod. I don't want to uh, I don't want to make it sound like our raw recording is unlistenable. Uh, but you know, I I just kind of tighten the whole operation up, make it a, a more streamlined product, right? And nine times out of ten, Matt, I have to trim off like two seconds of silence while you're deciding who you are yes. after I've said who I am. Yeah. But hey, no editing, you know, until probably like right now uh, in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's shooting from the hip. And and yeah, I mean, it is important to say, you know, my, I guess our collective wit is not as quick as, it's, as it right. seems. It's close. It's but there's a delay. It's 15% slower there you go. than yeah. it seems. Right. But listen, I bet that is how every pod is. You know I'm what sure. I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, you can't tell me that Joe Rogan is as quick as he sounds <laughs> on his show. <laughs> now that is the best example you could have come up with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He could use an editor. I tell you what. All right. Enough about Joe. Tim, buddy. Buddy. Hey, hey! Uh, this is great. I'm excited. I'm glad we're we're together. Uh, had a couple had a couple weird weeks there for for a yeah, minute. Yeah, golly, it's been it's been a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, for you and me. Uh, you know, and no no need to point fingers. Um, <coughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you, Tim, and, and by extension, mm-hmm. the army. <laughs> so I uh, I'm you know I was on the road last week, and yeah. uh, now I'm in a, a new place a new mm. residency and i got here 20 minutes ago for the very first time and i have set up for myself you know, it's the very first thing i did I, I i walked in and i took up my computer and my my little microphone and i i'm sitting on two pillows in a corner because that's how much i care about getting the pod to the people and never missing a Monday. I'll share. I'll share that uh, a photo of your setup in in the episode description. Yes, please or in, do in, in the post. Yes, yeah. be good. it's beautiful, Matt. And it and you're right. It is emblematic uh, of your commitment to this show, to our friendship, and to the parasocial relationship that you have developed with the hundreds of listeners we have. That means a lot. You know, hey Tim. Speaking about our friendship. What's mm. uh, what's going on this week on, on Ear Buddies? Well, Matt, uh, friends. Friends. 
Isn't it rather nice to have friends? Isn't it rather nice to have friends to rely upon? Shoulders to cry upon. You must have friends. Friends. Pals. Buddies. Buddies, Matt. Uh, history is littered with important pals. Mm. I'm thinking of Sonny and Cher. Mm. I'm thinking of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> of course. I'm thinking of Cain and Abel. I'm thinking, you know, there are so countless, countless dudes who are just friends and who do big things. Matt and Tim. Yeah. yeah I don't, you know, We're I don't, up, up there with Cain and Abel, I'd say. <laughs> Jim and Pam, you know, it's, <laughs> um, but is any, is any medium or industry, uh, more densely populated with historic pairs than the music industry, pal? To be completely sincere, Tim, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think, I think that Marcus got the market cornered mm-hmm, on, on, on mm-hmm. famous buddies, on famous Pairs, duos. Right. You and I popularized the concept of being ear buddies. Yes. But we are hardly the first. And so today, uh, we are going to pay homage, pay our respects to, and just sort of, you know, shoot from the hip, as you said earlier, uh, (laughs) our takes on various musical buddies. That sounds delightful. People are gonna love this one. It's always, you know, we've, we've, Tim, we, we work hard on this pod, you and I. Yeah, um, we do. And we sacrifice a lot personally and professionally for it. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we've brought the people a lot of really high quality content. But it's also nice, I think, to to kick your shoes off and uh, you know pour yourself a a little little whiskey in your coffee and sit by the fire and just chat, just hang out, plant just, your. You know? Yeah, plant yourself in the corner of a of a brand new house. That's right. That's right. On a couple of pillows and, right. and yuck it up a little with your pal. A, yeah, just have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, uh, I don't know how we want to do this. You know, I've, I'm uh, I have a few kind of locked and loaded. You know, is there a pair that you'd like to discuss uh, and analyze and consider first? You know, Tim, not really. I'd, I'd prefer you just kind of spit him at me. I feel like Derek uh-huh. Jeter just standing at that at home plate with that <laughs> that bat in my hand, ready. You know, was he? A, he was. He was a baseball I, player. He was a baseball player, and I assume he was pretty good in the batter's box. I assume. Yeah. So that's me. Okay, let's do this, pal. Let's start. Uh, let's start with. The White Stripes, Jack and Meg White. Great. Okay, and you, you just kind of want to know what I think, what my, what my what my deal is with them. Yeah, you know, and I'll I'll offer my takes here and there too. But really, Matt, you you are embedded in the industry in a way that even I am not. Sure. And uh, I I think the people want to know how you feel. Especially, I'm. I feel like I'm serving as more of a conduit for the people here. Sure, like a pitcher in a baseball game. Well, there you go. Exactly. There you go. Right. All right. Well, listen. Uh, they're they're a great and a hilarious example, Tim. Your your comedic uh, instincts are unmatched to start with, because 
Uh, are they buddies? Are they pals? Are they siblings? Are they married? Uh, remember, for a while, that was sort of what we were talking about. I think maybe mm-hmm. in high school, <laughs> and then everyone was like, "They're married, but they're siblings. But they're married, but they got divorced." <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't care. You know what? Weird stuff happens between buddies. God knows you, you and I know. Uh, so I don't. That's not really my concern. You know what? I really, really like these mm. two characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, uh, I, I heard them as with many things. It's sort of becoming a theme at a time in my life when I was not. My heart wasn't open. I don't think. Um, yeah. 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 But I have come to have a lot of respect for what they were doing and are doing. Uh, mm. Meg White is a fascinating drummer to talk about, that's for sure. Uh, that's true. And, you know, it's it's basically it's a garage band guitar and drums and uh, a vocal. And uh, that's their whole deal. And it sounds... It sounds pretty great for the most part. I mean, quality right. stuff for that sort of limitation. You know, Seven Nation Army has been co-opted by uh, big sports, I think. And you know, me big... last week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. But continue. Uh, well, you know, it's it's kind of the... Um, it's been relegated to just being played, you know, while the players are setting up for second down. Uh at the football stadium, but we gotta we gotta give some respect to this too. It's really good. It is it is really good. Uh, here's just a, a little piece of trivia: uh, the bass, the iconic bass mm. line, one uh, of one of the most iconic. I mean, it's the uh, it may be the one almost. <laughs> It's like if you're a kid and you pick up an electric guitar, you you try smoke on the water. Exactly. And if it's, you pick up a bass, you you try Seven Nation Army. That's right, my friend. Yep. Uh, it was that was actually recorded with an acoustic, uh, like guitar tuned way down. How just a fun oh, really fun fact. It's not even a bass. What the heck? Well, I had no idea. Yeah, just some just some more innovation from the White Stripes. Man, are they? Were they? Are they siblings? Were they married? I have no idea. I honestly don't know. I'm. No, I never got the answer. <laughs> From what I remember, I think they were married and then they separated, but they continued playing in the band. And they said they were siblings, just to kind of, kind of weird people out and get some PR, you know. Mm. Well, it worked. It sure did. All right, we're just we're whipping past them here, Matt. So many duos, so many buddies. How about Donald Fagan and Walter Becker? Steely Dan. <laughs> oh boy, Tim, that's uh, where to begin. We don't have enough time. Um, you know, you and I know this, Tim, and I'm, I'm sure that our plugged-in army also knows. People are always talking about Steely Dan on the internet. Bro, is that just my algorithm, or is that is I that mean, truly? I th- it, it might be both of ours, but they're always everybody all the time. It's yes. like they're talking about Steely Dan as much as they talked about Trump when Trump was president. It's unbelievable <laughs> to me. And people have opinions, man. And you know what? Mm. I have opinions, too. Here's here's my thing. Uh, I, 
I, I also think they're pretty cool. And I'm a big, I'm a big studio guy. I'm a big studio yeah. perfectionist. Uh, mm. And these two, man, they, they are the icons of sort of ridiculous clinical, like should be hospitalized studio perfectionism. Uh, uh, yes. It's hard for me not to respect that. I, I still remember exactly where I was, who I was with, what I was doing, probably what I was wearing when I watched the Steely Dan Asia documentary. Mm, yep. On Which is all on YouTube. You can find it. Um, it's an hour-long uh, documentary with, with these two dudes basically just like sitting at a mixer talking about the the process of recording you know one of their most revered albums Asia you know sliding up different session musicians like you know they would bring in like 10 different drummers and and try to just and you know and let them all take a crack at it yep <laughs> and create these painstakingly studied and perfectly crafted uh, studio sessions. I mean, just unbelievable. Beautiful. You gotta love them. But it's not like you go in there and you're just really good friends and you'll play and you'll try to get into it and they'll say, yeah, that's really good. And then the next day somebody else is doing it, a whole other band. It wasn't like they played musical chairs with the guys in the band. They played musical bands. Whole band would go and a whole incredible other band would come in. Like, yeah, if you're someone who's interested in just, like, the art of laying an instrument to tape, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I mean, you can you can do no better. This, they're a, they are a great, I don't know if you did this intentionally, but you are, you know, a master of narrative as well, um, Tim. So it's cool <laughs> be because you have, you know, uh, Meg and Jack White of the White Stripes, who are unbelievably different uh, aesthetically and sort of uh, you know with their yeah. methodology uh, from Steely Dan because mm -hmm. uh, you know I love I love just that loose trash garage rock and this absolutely pristine mm -hmm. uh, you know jazz rock pop fusion it's it's yes. uh, it's equally cool you know just in two different ways yeah I I agree completely I mean I I Anyone who's listened to the show long enough knows that I skew more Steely Dan. They're doing jazz chords. Um, you know, they're pretentious. They're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and and if you if you really want to get to get to know sort of the heart of Steely Dan, I recommend our listeners go back and find our Yacht Rock episode. Mm, yes. Uh, where we interviewed Hollywood Steve Huey, who knows a thing or two about Steely Dan. Those are those are two buddies, who uh, who changed music forever. <laughs> ah, just like these buddies, Matt, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. Um, yeah, they, they're sort of like the, uh, you know, the Tim Burton and the Johnny Depp of the music world in some ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could have just said Nine Inch Nails. 
you know, because they are the they're the they're the nails. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are the nails. Um, but they have uh, kind of risen above their station as uh, industrial rockers to take over the prestige film uh, music score, uh, the prestige film score industry. Yes, and how, and how. If you see that those two are scoring a film, like, it's essentially a guarantee that it's one of the movies that, you know, everybody's going to be talking about for like a year straight. Yeah, they've, they're interesting. They're, I mean, they're fascinating because, so I, and I'm going to just assume you're, you're with me on this, Tim. I was not a huge Nine Inch Nails guy. Uh... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Um, probably good, but I've really never listened. Um, I think I'm miss- I I think we're missing something really good. Oh, we are I- for sure. I know we are. Um, but yes, uh, agreed. There, uh, the thing I did get into is well, their film scores. Uh, mm-hmm. They and it, they're fascinating to me because, like, I don't know how they figured out how to do all that stuff like all these scores yeah playing that kind of music like mm. they they scored uh soul disney's pixar's soul i like, know man from 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 what how right how did you learn how to do that i mean it's ama- it's incredible <laughs> but like they must they were Nine Inch Nails must be amazing then. <laughs> like I really should that's listen. Kinda, that's that's essentially my exact train of thought, Matt. Every time some new movie comes out and and they're responsible for the score, you know, the Social Network. Yeah, and yep. you listen to it, and it's like this is this is incredible. I have said to myself, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to listen to Nine Inch Nails and like figure this out. There's got to be and something then I'll, like, there. Get like two tracks into an album and say, I just I have. Other stuff I'm supposed to be doing. Right <laughs> I have now. work in the morning. I've got <laughs> Gotta switch the laundry. I, it's just not no time for this. Yeah. And then I repeat it when Gone Girl comes out and the girl with the dragon tattoo yep. and Watchmen and Bird Box, Matt. They did Bird Box. See Man, prolific. Wow, they're like Yeah, they're better than Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. I'll say it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they got different stuff going on. I like them both. Eh. I like them all. Good job to those two. <laughs> Elton John and Bernie Toppin. I was wondering if you were going to say this one, Tim. <laughs> and now this is this is great. So, uh, you know, now these guys are buddies. Yeah, they they are really pals. Clearly, because you know what, <laughs> Tim? Of course, it's not like people. I don't know. Paul McCartney and John Lennon and uh, Snoopy and Woodstock, Tom and Jerry, you know, they weren't... Cain and Abel. Exactly, yeah, exactly. They weren't always, like, buddies, you know. They... Yeah. We we think of them together. I'm pretty sure Simon hated Garfunkel, you know, but... Mm -hmm. But, from all I can tell, man, Elton and Bernie, good buddies. Good pals. Uh... So, so for those of us who don't know, and I feel like we just do know this, but it, it is a little obscure enough that I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna share. Uh, yeah, please. So, Elton John, we know him, Rocket Man, um, Crocodile Rock, 
Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> your song, yeah, Tiny Dancer. Yeah, you know, you know the guy. Um, so he is a great, great writer of tunes, and uh, mm-hmm. he knows uh, and knew way back in the day that he was not a great writer of, of lyrics. And he put out an ad um, and said, no, sorry, he responded to an ad. Uh, that that was looking for writers, and then his his new friend Bernie responded to the same ad. They met and uh, got on like a house on fire. That was mm. they never, neither of them ever work with anybody else. It's just those two forever. Yeah, and I mean, like you can find very recent interviews that they do together. Like these these guys, got, they they have been tight for like fifty years. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's if like I, if we're just if we ignore the music and just look at look at the buddy angle of this. Yes, that's are these <laughs> these guys might be like the number like the at the top of the list in, of of just playing buddies Absolutely. in music. Absolutely. If it wasn't, if I didn't respect their artistry so much, I would find it charming. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. like, because there are so many of these collaborations, and we hear about them, and we hear about them in, well, I guess here's an example, like a, like a marriage. That's sort of like two mm-hmm. buddies together, and they, mm-hmm. they fall apart, and these teams, they break up. And, yeah. And, and life, life kicks you in the teeth when you're down. But yeah. we have Elton and Bernie to look at as a, as a city on the hill. I mean, <laughs> they I'm sure they've had their bumps and bruises or whatever, but like they're sleeping over at each other's houses having slumber parties every night. Just old buds. Just old buds. They cracked the code. Uh, I mean, it's what I aspire to with you, Matt, is just to be an old pal. I we're know? we're well on our way. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> LP and Killer Mike. Mm. Run the jewels. Run the jewels. Okay. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. You know, Tim. <laughs> I love this man. I love just pitching. You know. Well, and, and here's the thing, Tim. You not not to not to stall here because I do have an answer. Um, I do have a take, but. You know that me, me, Maddie, when Maddie's on the mic and you're opposite Maddie on your own mic, the, if, we're, if we're talking about music, if we're talking about the tunes, the one thing you you can do is trust Maddie. He's I'm I'm ready to go. I've got I got a gun on each hip, you know, fully loaded, and uh, and you know, swinging at everyone, connecting home runs. I'm I'm just uh, I'm a gift. Yeah, this is a. This is a home run derby. This is not a baseball game. It's yeah, just hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. So yeah, uh, run the jewels. Here's what I love. I guess I'll, mm-hmm. ta- I'll 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 write this large. I love a producer. Yep. With a rapper. Yes. Uh, I really do. Um, there are many other examples um, that we could we could talk about, and often you know you know LP is also a rapper uh sure but but i i really like that they're i like that they are a duo you know what i mean like mm-hmm. 
A lot of rappers are producers, and a lot of producers are rappers, but these two, uh, they're making some great stuff. Uh, I, I, um, got into them when, oh, I forget what it's called, I'm not a, I'm not a real fan, but on, um, the HBO series Silicon Valley, I don't know if you Oh, yeah. The, um... It's, it's, it's not the theme it's it's somehow featured one of their tunes is featured in that and I heard it you know when it came out and I was like huh that is hard that <laughs> that kicks man um, so yeah I mean you know what I'm a I'm a, a thumbs up on run the jewels yeah you know right you know I I have not listened to a ton of run the jewels but like you uh, they I you know I've been turned on to them when they kind of bubble to the surface of the culture. Sure. Um, and I love what I hear. It 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 is powerful stuff. If we're looking specifically at hip hop duos something really special can happen there right oh like yeah outcast. yo yeah that's yeah wow yeah that's a great example or macklemore and ryan lewis <laughs> what 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 yeah, would you what, um what, would what, you what, humor what, me and what, say a little more what, about what, about what, those guys what, what, sort of the outcast of the modern era in, in a lot of ways. Sure, no, I'd be happy to go on. Absolutely. Well, well, I'm just thinking, you know, you, I, s- you say Macklemore, and it's, it's like, look, if you say Sonny and you don't say and share, it sounds like you didn't finish your sentence. You say, it's the same thing with Macklemore. You say Macklemore, I'm like, uh, and? and Ryan Lewis, of course, <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, they are. They were a cultural juggernaut. They still are. They're still on the rise. They're going to the top. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you have to say about these two. Well, Matt, it was it was the best rap album of the year at the Grammys in 2014. The heist. No, it was not. <laughs> was it actually? Are you forgetting this, dude? It was it was an incredible. Yes. Um, here, let me just let me just pull up the nominees for best rap that, album. I mean, I I knew I knew Thrift Shop was big, but did it have uh, that sort of heat? Thrift Shop was Thrift Shop won best rap performance, best rap song, uh, and then here are the nominees, Matt, for best rap album. Were they all other white people? Am I forgetting about this? No, we have here Yeezus by Kanye West, Magna Carta Holy Grail by Jay-Z, <laughs> Nothing Was the Same by Drake, and Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. No, hang on. And The Heist by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. On. So, all four of those al- those other albums <laughs> that you mentioned, uh-huh. um, because I remember... I listened to so much hip hop that year because I was out yeah. in the city of angels, uh, and that's all I was listening to. And I listened to specifically those four albums before I knew they were going to be Grammy nominated, whatever. And I really, really 
liked all of them except I didn't love Drake's but I liked Drake's but they sure. those are some those are really really good albums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I never oh. listened to the heist but I guess I should <laughs> well right the Grammy voters say it's better than all of those that's I cannot believe that beat well any of those really wow you know if I'm remembering correctly I think Macklemore got on stage accepted the award and just sort of I think he just apologized to Kendrick Lamar publicly right there I mean I certainly would have I that is so what what look I don't want I don't want to get too deeply off track here but I kind of do because what sort of what you know when like uh, your body is deficient in iron and and you and so you can get weird cravings like you could really like sometimes people will really be like oh I really want like uh, you know uh, maybe a steak or like organ meat or whatever something you, you maybe wouldn't normally eat sounds uh-huh. really good because your body has an iron deficiency because you haven't been getting it right mm. and you don't know that but your body knows so it makes that look appetizing to you yeah so, the body is keeping the score it, well <laughs> well put um so in 2014 did you say mm-hmm. what culturally <laughs> were, were what was we our deficiency not, like not enough <laughs> white rappers at the time matt i think that's exactly right i think that's i think that's a hundred percent right now let's also remember that thrift shop was not the only uh, big hit on that Tim, album. Of course, Tim. we had we had can't hold us. <laughs> you know, I was going to bring this up. We also had same love. Uh huh, Matt. We sure did. We sure did have that song, didn't we? That might have been the silver bullet. That might have been the, th- the number one with the bullet. Like, I, mean, I sort <laughs> of think it was. Was 2014 the year? That Obergefell and now I'm thinking, man. went through. Now I'm thinking, was it? It literally might have been. Um, it might have been. Might have been 15. But we're 20. You know. Yep, 2015. That's right. Okay. But we were right. We were right there. Okay, but so it. who's res- so who's responsible for Obergefell? Do you think, Matt? Is it the five justices who voted that direction, or is it Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and the, for and changing the, the, the culture? Grammy voting board? When I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay Cause I could draw, my uncle was, and I kept my room straight I told my mom, tears rushing down Tim, if, if that hadn't, if, if a subpar album like Good Kid, Mad City had won uh, you, you couldn't get married uh, in North Dakota, I'll tell you that uh, No, right, I don't think Anthony Kennedy would have swung the direction he did That is so great, and you know what, I take it all back That needed to happen, I don't care You know, and, 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 and the thing too with, with Sam Love Is that it has... One of, uh-huh. if not the most powerful opening lines, oh dude, that I've ever heard in my life. Um, it is, it is. Yeah, I still think about it. It's like the first line of Genesis to me when I read it or when, <laughs> when I hear it. And here's, it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Go ahead. When I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay because I could draw. My uncle was, and I kept my room straight. Mm. Now, it is not 
If I'm if I'm Hova, if I'm Jesus, if I'm Drake, if I'm Kendrick, sorry, Drizzy, if I'm Drake, if I'm Kendrick. Yeah, if you're K Dot. K Dot, that's the one, thank you. Uh, you you cannot construct a sentence like that unless you're Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Like, no, I, I could draw my uncle was, and I kept my room straight. Looking purely at like construction of the sentence. Oh, it, I mean, it is something worth enshrining. I it's guess it's perfect, you know? and I mean, obviously, the meaning is deeply important. But the way that he got there, uh, oh boy, that's something else. And 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 he also he does the the LGBTQ plus community such a service by immediately. Doing his best to <laughs> to emphasize emphasize with them to yeah. to be a part of their struggle. He com- yes, he yes, com- yes, yes. He comes yes. in. He comes in. <laughs> white, straight, and from Seattle. Crucially straight. Yes, right. And he says, "You know, guys, for a minute, I can there, relate." <laughs> <laughs> I. I get it. I basically get it. Right. Not to make this about me, but I actually, in third grade, thought I was gay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are going to love this one. (laughs) What a fabulous... What... What what hubris! What what arrogance! He deserved. He and Mac. He and Ryan Lewis deserved that Grammy. I I I love it so much. It's so good. If I look at if I look at the the whole of their work here, not just not just their Grammy award winning, um, the heist. But you look at everything these guys have done. I think I think what works, Matt. I think I think the reason. They are such a successful buddy pair is uh, something that you and I can relate to, Matt. They're a big tent duo. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. What did they do? What did they do with Same Love? They made that tent big. They grew the hell out of it. Everybody. So that everybody's welcome in. Everyone. It was like a revival listening to that, you know? Yes, yes, and 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 that's uh, that's the trick, Matt. That's what you got to do if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna best those other four titans of hip hop. The only way to do it is via a populist uprising, and that's what that's what they got. That's right. In 2014. That's right. And next year, Obergefell. Uh, that's they changed. They changed America. You know what, Tim? They did. They did in a way that people like uh, the White Stripes, the Black Keys, uh, Mario and Luigi—they have <laughs> not. They have not. It's it boils down really. Human history boils down to the ancient Cain and Abel, right? The the, the first uh, spat. The first big fight. Yeah, right. the first big fight. And then millennia later, we have Macklemore and Ryan Lewis sent to us by 
God himself, perhaps the second coming of Jesus and John the Baptist, um, <laughs> to, to heal Stop. that wound. That, 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 to heal the, <laughs> the, the wound in Abel's right. head from the rock that, that Cain used to, to kill him. Uh, it, 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 it makes me weep. It makes me tear up, Tim, thinking about what these two straight white dudes who look <laughs> just like you and me, maybe not, honestly, not even as good as you and me, just regular guys. Yeah, they're just guys from, just guys. from Seattle. Yeah, from Seattle. And, and to think that they, they rose through independent marketing and, and street teams and, 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 and house shows to literally change the Supreme Court decision about who we are allowed to love and, and to be with in the United States of America. That, I, I, it, it's Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. When I was in, when I was in third grade, I thought that I was Cain. Because I was incensed and my face had fallen. And I wanted to take my brother out to the field. You know, it's it's the same it's every single wound was undone by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Jesus Christ in Revelation says, Behold, I have made all things new. And now Tim there's a Christological sort of typology. That that we can, we can trace through again the the, the millennia, and uh-huh. and it is can you look at Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and say that Macklemore is not clearly a Christ figure, and Ryan well, Lewis, Ryan Lewis, behold a voice crying out in the desert, his hype man, the the producer John the Baptist is that's it's the same there's it's. Mirror images, Tim. Shadows from a, from a different age cast on the wall for us, the modern man. I can't believe it. God is so good to us. Oh, certainly to you and me. I'm overwhelmed. Wow. I I had a lot more duos on my uh, on my little list here. But I don't I, think there's any point. Yeah, we have to leave it there. Ear buddies. Ear buddies will continue in a moment. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the Library of Congress. Uh, serving the United States since 1800, Matt. Wow. How long is that? That's 223 years. Huh. Yeah, they've been here since almost the beginning. They And what have they been doing, Matt? <laughs> well, they've been checking out books. <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, what have they been what, doing? What do they... Yeah, well, it's... Okay, I'm. That was just a joke. They don't. You don't actually like get a library card to the Library of Congress. Okay, you know, do. Tim. Tim, listen. 
tell me more because I know nothing. I thought maybe you could. What do they do? Yeah. Um, what they do is uh, they they hoard, they collect. <laughs> archivists. They are archivists. They are just piling up books, Matt. Books and other forms of multimedia. And they are... what? Why? Well, because, uh, you know, history is important. And, uh, you know, those who... Uh, what are the... Those who ignore history are doomed to repeat sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All true. So you got to just find every book and, and keep it so if anyone ever wants to read it, then they can. That's pretty much the idea here, right? Okay, yeah. Worthy we as We as Americans... Uh, have been um, accruing knowledge, writing it down, uh, speaking it aloud, sharing it with the world since the very beginning. And, uh, you know, that is that's the impetus for the library's new initiative, Matt, which is to begin... Collecting and archiving podcasts, Whew. which is really the new and perhaps final frontier for sharing knowledge and, I'll say it, wisdom um, with uh, the masses, right? Wow, yeah. I mean, absolutely final. There's no way to go past this. This is the end of the I'm, road. And so, um, yeah, the this uh, this initiative is underway. We are, we are out here... Uh, preserving sound recordings uh, for the eons down the road. Um, what they do is they reach out to select podcasters and ask permission to add their show to the library collection. You know, that includes providing public access to it online, enshrining it in American history. And so, listener, I'm sure you're asking yourself, uh, asking us, you know, you're, you're speaking right now to this recording. I'm sure I, I can hear you saying, Tim, has the Library of Congress reached out to your buddies? Are you one of the select podcasts added to the Library of Congress? The answer is no. Mm. Not The answer is not yet. Yeah, not yet. So who is who is uh, in the Library of Congress, Matt? Well, of course you got Ira Glass. Mm, yeah, the, he's, this, he's the godfather of podcasting. I mean, if you name your show This American Life, it's going to wind up in the Library of Congress. <laughs> yeah, it's a gimme. Uh, you got Radiolab. You got Serial. Mm, yeah. Chapo Trap House, of course. Nice. You know, various sports, you know, the ESPN pod. Uh, sure. That's there. Bill Simmons, his whole Bill, his stuff. Yeah, Bill is there. Right. You know, and these are... I'm not trying to put these pods down. Uh, they're important. I think they should be preserved. But I do think it's an oversight, to put it mildly, mm -hmm. uh, that we haven't been reached out to yet. And so, Matt, I would... Um, I'm thinking that... Our best strategy here, because we've been doing this for a while, right? Yep. Uh, surely they've heard of us. I don't think it's an issue of exposure. No, you know... I think it might be a matter of taste. I'm, I, and there's no accounting for taste, and I get that. But th that's the thing. Look, we 
we made a great decision all those years ago to, to do this podcast and to make mm-hmm. the purview precisely what it is. Because one thing is that there, there may be a lot of podcasts sort of, I guess, about music. I sort of assume that there are. There must be. People like music. There must People be. People like podcasts. Uh, but um, I've looked for a lot of things like Ear Buddies uh, mm-hmm. when I was doing my due diligence, you know, back then. And still now. I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. There's nothing quite like us out there. You've got, uh, you know, Switched On Pop, which is perhaps the most uh, renowned um, yeah. music podcast. But but they're talking about specifically like song structure and, and theory uh, and not really relating it or grounding it in any sort of cultural happenstance. Mm. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you've got Song Exploder, which I don't, I'm sure that's still going, but that, that's a very unique concept. I, I like it. You know, you talk yeah, to the yeah, artist yeah. about, um, about their tunes. But, but music, as we said at the very beginning, Tim, the very beginning. <laughs> It's it's about culture and it's about people yeah. and it's about society and it's about race and gender and politics mm. and religion and Jesus Christ himself and and the president. <laughs> well, that's be- that has become clear today. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and there's so many reference points and it's just a big bunch of red yarn on a, on a corkboard. Uh, it is, and nobody is untangling that like ear buddies. So what mm-hmm. the heck, Library of Congress? That's I you know I what the heck. I was going to ask you, yeah, to to sort of make your pitch, your appeal to the library, to the LOC. Well, there you go, and there it is. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, and, and you know, Matt, the other guys out there doing music pods, you know what they are? Stone cold nerds. Mm. Preach, speak on it, Tim. And let's just let's expand beyond podcasts. If you go to YouTube and find any video. Of some guy sitting at, I don't know, a piano or just his computer or what have you, um, explaining, like, oh, why, you know, uh, why why does Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You sound Christmassy, right? Um, we are not the first uh, people to point to the, the sort of Christmas chord like we did several episodes ago, right? Yeah. But the other guys doing it, Matt, out there on YouTube, absolute snoozers, absolute four eyes, <laughs> losers, <laughs> guys who don't know how to make jokes, don't know how to laugh at themselves. Yep. Or, no rapport, know. no chemistry, no nothing. No, nothing. No sex appeal. Nothing. And, and it's, you know, that's the thing, Tim, because you and I have that, that je ne sais quoi. We do, Matt. And and what you can do with, with ear buddies that you... I don't think you can do with anybody else is you can trust us. Be, oh. Because... And, and, th- and this, this is why the Library of Congress needs to sit up and pay attention because we... We are likable, of course. We are intelligent yeah. and, and, you know, hilarious, etc. But, mm-hmm. but you have to establish, you have to develop an, a, a trust with your audience. Um, and I'm, we are the only ones. Because th- with these nerds, these four eyes, <laughs> the, the lamestream drive-bys and, and the whatnots, you know, they, they tell you these things. 
Yeah, right? these honor roll 4.0 yes, boring yes. boys. Yes, and they're so proud of themselves. Please just punch that they know, you know, what a diminished chord is and, and why that yeah. makes this pop so- song sound like this. And and that's all well and good for them, I guess. But yeah, and it's all great if you just want to fall asleep, absolutely. Right, right. Write it in your journal because we are, Tim and I, we are not only... <laughs> explaining these things, these uh, details about perhaps theory, perhaps culture, perhaps, you know, any other number of topics that we cover with, with uh, you know, verve and panache and, and, and some sparkle. But yep. we, we are we're shooting straight, and we are telling you what the dealio is. Because, like, <laughs> this is not this stuff... We tell you if it matters or not. Do we not? We're, we're often like, uh, this, this, this. sometimes this stuff happens and who knows why. It's not that big of a deal. We're constantly being way cooler than everybody else. Just being like, you know, uh, to each their own. It's not that mm. big of a deal, right? Life goes yeah. on. Vibe it out. Whatever. Like, it's interesting, but you can trust that we're not, we're not going to... We're not going to lie to you. We're not going to give you false information. And That's more, right. And more importantly, we're going to tell you why, like, why it matters to you. How does this affect your life? Does it? Sometimes it doesn't. We'll tell Sometimes you. Sometimes it doesn't. We'll just tell you. Ugh. Sorry, I'm just bummed out about the Library of Congress. Thing. And we're right. That's the thing is it, it's it's tough because we're preaching to the choir. Uh, yeah, you the army but, knows. But hopefully, hopefully, someone. Over there in Washington D.C. in the swamp, is listening to this, is hearing what we're saying, you know, and and hopefully some some connections are being made, some lights are turning on. Mm-hmm. Um, the very least that the establishment in Washington D.C. could do for the people of America, the very least. I mean, they they tax us to high heavens, well, right? And how? <laughs> the rent is too damn high. <laughs> We're in a recession. We are in a recession. Everything is Orwellian now. <laughs> it is or pretty much everything it's is like Orwellian. It's like Big Brother. It's like Big Brother. Big Brother is watching us. He's taxing us. Um it's a swamp out yeah, there. Yeah, it's a right? swamp. Anyhow, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> The very least that Big Brother could do is enshrine our podcast for generations to come in the Library of Congress. That's all. It's it's such a small thing for them, but mm. such a big thing for the American people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, uh, you got to swim through the red tape uh, out there in Washington, D.C. It's just it's the Library of Congress. Uh, it's the deep state, really. Um, yeah. We're we're grateful that they sponsored Ear Buddies this week. You yeah, know, but good, they know we're here. Yeah, they're just throwing us a bone so we don't come marching for Ear Buddies to be put in the in that dusty old library. Not that we even yes. care anyway. No, and not that we would do a January sixth, but <laughs> ours would be ours would be respectful and cool. Yeah, just and... a, just a couple of friends, just a couple of pals, <laughs> just a couple. Pals. Nothing crazy. A few no. beers. <laughs> <laughs> No, our January, <laughs> our January sixth would be you, me, you and me knocking on the door of the library during business hours, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and we'd ask for the director, Carla Hayden, 
<laughs> We'd say, is she in? They'd say, hold on, let us check. <laughs> they would presumably go and check, and hopefully in good faith they would actually check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully she's there. Right, and, you know, in a perfect world, Carla comes out, says, how can I help you boys? We say, hi, we're the hosts of Ear Buddies, a podcast about music at the intersection of uh, culture and, and jokes and politics. Uh, and we noticed that you haven't reached out to us yet to uh, to preserve our show in the Library of Congress. We wanted to just make an honest pitch to you, right? And that's where the beer comes in. I think we'd take her yep. take her out to lunch, you yep. know, a working lunch. Yep. Um, have some sodas. Have... Right, have a Budweiser, whatever. Yeah, whatever. The local craft brew, that, sure. that'd be fine, whatever too. whatever DC's got. Whatever, right. Uh, and just talk. We would just talk to her, and I think, I think, Matt, that we would be persuasive and charming enough that Carla Hayden, the director of the Library of Congress, would say, you know what, I'm going to make a call, you're in. That, that would Tim, be our That would 6th. be, yes, that's... That's our storm in the Capitol. And we wouldn't storm nothing. It would just be the library, like Tim said, polite knocking. But that that's the thing, Tim. And you know what? I agree. I think, you know, our, our, our career is hangs on our ability to be charming and, you know, relatively persuasive. So I think we could pull it off. Um, I guess I'll see you January 6th then, huh? Let's get this done. Stop the steal. It's the Library of Congress. Sponsoring Ear Buddies. Welcome back to Ear Buddies. This has been uh, a doozy of an ep, Matt. A, a rollicking episode. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you when we do solo apps or like, you know, greatest hits from the archives three weeks in a row. Uh, you know, we're junkyard dogs on chains that's yeah exactly well tim you know i i just it's i'm used to talking to you every week pal you know and yeah. and you take that away for too long and i've got all sorts of stuff bottled up in this old brain of mine ready to just uh <laughs> you know ready to get up have there. you seen have you seen those viral tweets that uh someone's been sh- posting pictures of the the itinerary that that her dad takes to the bar with, oh, her, with his, her yeah. his buddies that delighted me to no end as you can imagine that's essentially what you and i do that's essentially what podcasting is oh yeah 100 percent. yeah we just we come we know what we're going to talk about we do it we yuck it up we pack it in we say see you next week <laughs> easy it's Sim- <laughs> simple as <laughs> uh which is why i think matt Unless you have anything, you know, really interesting uh, and brief to share, we've been going on longer than we like to in, in most most weeks. Uh, I think we should, you know, give ourselves uh, give ourselves the the afternoon off here. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think I don't think anything else is really necessary. You know, this this ep, uh, there's a lot of a lot of meat on this bone. I think Tim. So mm. why why add fat? No, yeah. right. Much, much for the army to consider here today. Yeah, lots to chew on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome, by the way. Buddies, Matt. Buddies. Hey, you know what, Tim? This episode was about some some uh, fabulous buddies. Mm-hmm. And I think even though we, we got a little deep into a couple things, 
hey, if that doesn't say we're buddies, you know, what a what a what an honor, what a gift to ourselves, and that's uh, right. and uh, what an honor for all buddies to uh, to have had such a nice time chatting. Uh, I'll talk to you later, pal. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, buddy. 